0: Hello and welcome into Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Venosi joined as always by Tyler Palmetier, And we've got a great show coming your way today. We're going to talk to a recent Good Pasture graduate and Detroit Tigers draft pick Carson Rucker uh, about the excitement that he experienced on Monday here in his name called in the MLB draft. And later on, we will talk to Vanderbilt long snapper Wesley Schelling ahead of his senior season there with the Commodore. So uh like I said, we're excited to talk to both those guys in just a minute. But before we get gone, I want to remind everybody, this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Let's go ahead and bring in Carson Rucker now. He's going to join us by video if you're watching on screen. Carson, thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. So, Carson, there had to be some, some nervous uh, anticipation there on Monday. Uh, well, really, dating back to Sunday when the draft started. Um, but... On Monday, it happened. You went in the fourth round, pick 107 to the Detroit Tigers. I guess, what was that day like for you and your family as you were sort of waiting out the draft and then and then the celebration afterwards once you were picked?
1: I mean, it was pretty stressful. Um, really, just after it happened, I just broke down in tears because all the hard work, hard work I've put in. So it's pretty crazy. Unreal moment. I'll definitely not forget.
2: Uh, Carson, what is that process like? Are you... Did you get a call or a text beforehand? No, did you know the pick was coming, or are you just sitting there watching the MLB draft tracker? And then all of
1: a sudden, you're just like, "There's my name." Uh, yeah my my advisor um gave me a call and he was like he was like gave me a number and I was just said yes or no and ended up saying yes and uh it was like three picks ahead they accepted it so I knew then and I just broke down pretty unreal
0: so this is something that's sort of been building for you over the last couple seasons of course you had a great senior year there at good pasture this season and understand that pro scouts were regularly coming to see you uh hit batting practice uh to see you playing games and all that i guess at what point did you think that you know you might have a chance to get drafted so high that you know you'd have this decision whether you want to go straight to the straight to the pros or, or to go to college
1: honestly it didn't really hit until um like halfway through the season, I was like, man, I could really do this. And this is what what I really want to do. So um, just taking out the end of the season, trying to perform well um, to get drafted. So, and it ended up happening. So I'm very blessed for that.
2: So uh, Carson, I guess the question after hearing kind of what you said, are you, are you expecting to sign with Detroit? Uh, And if so, uh, is, that, is it bittersweet
1: to kind of be skipping college to play baseball at Tennessee? Uh, yeah, I I, I am going to sign. Um, that's the plan. Everything works out. But, um, yeah, I just think it's the best thing for me at this point in my life. So um, I'm excited for the next step.
0: So in the last couple of days, how much have you gotten a chance to kind of research the Tiger, Tigers organization, uh, kind of get your bearings? If um, you had a chance to kind of familiarize, su- familiarize yourself with the team at all
1: yeah i I really like the tigers um doing some research um like how they go about their business um so i think it's a really good organization i can fit into and move up in the in the minors
2: there's some projection projections Carson, that have you moving to third base at the next level uh I don't know what all they've told you. Do you, do you expect that move? And uh, are you going to miss shortstop, or uh, how do you feel about a potential position change there?
1: I mean, I don't really mind as long as I'm playing. So I'll play outfield, I'll play third base, shortstop, second base, anywhere. Um, but I mean, I could feel like I feel like I could play anywhere at a high level. So I don't mind.
0: So, Carson, you've really been under the microscope for a long time here, dating back to even when you played in the Little League World Series. Of course, you've got this older brother, Jake, who, who's now in pro baseball after a great career at Tennessee. Uh, you've competed in a really high level in, in high school, state championships, that kind of thing. Um, you mentioned this year that kind of the whole MLB draft stuff weighing on you. Um, so, you, you've had all these great baseball opportunities at a young age. I mean, how do you think all of these, those moments uh, have helped prepare you, you know, to be a, professional baseball player here at uh, age 18 age 19
1: yeah i mean i really give a lot of my credit to my coaches and definitely my brother um he's helped me i wouldn't know where i'd be without him so i give all my credit to him called him right up right after i was like man i can't thank you enough so it's pretty unreal
2: so what does the rest of the summer look like Carson? uh you know how does how does the next step go when do you when do you get to where you need to go as far as baseball uh you know, next couple of weeks, what are you going to be up to? I mean, how much do you have on your plate at this point to make the transition?
1: Um, I don't really have a date yet about going to sign, but I'm planning on signing here in the next week. Um, going to Florida and Lakeland, Florida and signing. But um looking forward to that and just getting prepared. Obviously swinging the wood bat, so.
0: Monday was obviously a really special day for you and your family, but also for the good pasture baseball team, because a couple hours after you were picked, of course your, your former good pasture teammate, Jaron Elkins got drafted by the Dodgers in the eighth round. Again, he had a, a great senior season, I think 16 home runs, uh, four fifty average, a bunch of stolen bases. Um, how cool was that to see Jaron get picked a few hours after you? And, and what do you think makes him an intriguing uh, pro po- pro prospect there with the Dodgers?
1: Um, You know, playing with Jaron the last, 3 years I've seen how he's like improved mentally and physically obviously um he's pretty cool to play with um obviously he wants to be better than me I want to be better than him so we're competing every day um so it's pretty unreal um I'm proud of him all of his hard work he's put into the game and in the show so
2: I would guess somebody with your power carson is not going to care that much about swapping a a uh, aluminum bat for a wooden bat but what's what's that like what do you think that'll be like to get used to that on a regular basis and uh is there just is there anything in particular about just holding a wood bat for your you know as a professional player that just feels cool i mean you know it's just a different feel you know major league baseball watching those guys swing you know a huge a huge bat made of wood is sort of like the sign you know
1: that uh that that you're at the Mm -hmm. highest level no, I actually really like the wood bat. It's really, like, true. So, you know, when you really square up on it, I feel like it's it really travels more than a metal bat. But um, I like wood because, I mean, you see these pro guys on TV swinging it, and you want to be just like them. Um, so my goal so is to really improve on my swinging wood bat. So. So I guess you're saying
2: that it's a it's almost a feel thing. You know, you do you get a you get a better sense if you square one up, you kind of know where it's landing on the bat. Maybe you get a little bit more feedback on your swing. Oh yeah, for sure. It's
1: more mm-hmm. true. It's mm-hmm. pretty pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. And you saw a nice jump in your power, Carson, this spring. Um, obviously your brother hit hit a good amount of homers there at Tennessee. He's hit some now in minor league baseball uh who do you think would win in a home run derby rucker versus rucker there do you think you'd have the edge or does jake still uh got the advantage there
1: i don't know he's still got a little weight on me but i mean i thought i think it'd be pretty close um but me and him's always been competing when we were younger so i've just been always trying to be better than him so really gives me that drive
0: you, you mentioned you called him right afterwards too i mean uh are you can be asking him for tips and stuff about life, kind of on the road. I know minor league baseball is a grind, but you think he's going to be help you, able to help you through some of that?
1: Oh yeah, I've learned so much in the past like day or so, uh, knowing what's coming for me, um, which is pretty cool. It's an it's an advantage um, against all the other kids. So I'm very blessed for that.
0: Well, Carson, we're looking forward to following both you and Jake there in the minors as you guys uh, push closer to uh, the MLB. So congratulations again. Thanks for joining us. And uh, Thank you. We'll talk talk soon. Thanks for having me. All right, that's been Carson Rucker, Detroit Tigers draft pick. As he said, he's going to be signing with the Tigers, foregoing his college eligibility there at Tennessee. So congratulations to him. We're going to take a quick break now, uh, a couple commercials, and we'll come back with Vanderbilt long snapper Wesley Schelling. So stick around for that.
1: You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone.
0: It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It was just a few cocktails at happy hour. <laughs> <Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo>! <laughs> it's a really good drive. There aren't any cops around.
3: I didn't think there were any cops around.
0: I drink and drive all the time, sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. to Hang on, okay? Love your dinner, okay? Okay. you, happy. we are moving right along here on Main Street Preps this week. Excited to be joined now by Vanderbilt long snapper Wesley Schelling, who's getting ready for his senior season there with the Commodores. Wesley, thanks for being here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. So, Wesley, football season coming up real soon. You guys open up against Hawaii. This time it's at home. I know last year you guys got to have that little mini vacation out there to Hawaii, but August 26th, a home game with uh, Hawaii there. What does your preparation look like right now with uh, you know about six weeks to go until that season opener?
3: Yeah, we're on discretionary week this week, so uh, kind of just doing stuff on our own. Some guys went home. uh, But come back, get another week of lifts in, and then uh, I believe fall camp is uh, July 25th. So uh, kind of just getting my body ready to go for a long, grueling fall camp.
2: What is the – what's the vibe at Vanderbilt right now, Wesley? Uh, Some big wins last season, new coaching staff – You know, do you sense do you sense some good momentum there?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, objectives of the postseason this year. So that's uh, what everybody has their uh, mindset on. And, you know, it's been working and I I really like how this team is molded. And obviously, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. We got a lot of guys coming back in terms of uh, production. So uh, looking good this year.
0: Long snapper, obviously unique in a lot of ways. Wesley, and I'm sure you can detail all of those ways, probably better than Tyler or I could. But uh, from my limited understanding, I know that's a highly technical position. It's obviously very important to each team. Um, most teams only carry, you know, one or two, maybe in college there's a few more, but pro teams should generally only have one. I guess what made you uh, want to try long snapper and how did you sort of, you know, become just a full-time snapper and, and you know, that opening up all these doors for you now in, in college football?
3: Yeah. um, I mean, back in middle school, I kind of just did it because I was the center. I mean, I think we only played twice in two years. Go for it in middle school. Um, But in high school, I kind of, you know, wanted to get on the field over at Pearl Cone. Knew that, you know, I I wasn't going to be good enough to play O-line as a freshman there. And, uh, you know, knew my my ticket to get on the field was going to be long snapping. And, uh, you know, I played freshman JV and varsity that year. I played, I believe, close to 40 football games uh, that season when it came between all three of those. But, yeah, I kind of just saw it, and, you know, the guy they had wasn't doing very well, and I was just like, hey, coach, I can do this. Let me, uh, you know, try it out. And got through the first season um, and then started going to camps and seeing that kind of the way I thought, um, very detail-oriented, kind of that – works very well with long snappers as you know you got to be very detailed uh day in day out to you know not drive yourself insane
2: so you were you were Vander, vanderbilt's first first team all sec selection uh since 2016 last year when you got that honor i mean how much work is required to get to that level as a long snapper uh specifically you meant trying to not drive yourself insane how do you not drive yourself insane
3: um that's that's a good question i'm still trying to figure it out but uh you know just every day going in there knowing that you got to get better because uh, there's some days you walk in and it's money it's on the hip every single time and there's other days you walk in and it's like man you know i'm kind of missing side to side or up and down uh just a lot of hard work at the end of the day hard work pays off and um you know staying level headed not getting too high or too low and uh you know just staying consistent is the you know name of the game. I think even from high school to college, you know, long snappers I've seen, and even dudes that are older than me, the the guys that stick around are the ones that are the most consistent. And so, uh, just trying to stay as consistent as possible, and knowing at the end of the day, it's just a game. Uh, you know, pre- it's not pressure uh, in a football game. There's pressure when you're trying to land a plane with people on it where you're a doctor, you know, performing a surgery with somebody's life on the line. But uh, when you're just snapping the football in a game, you know, it really puts it into, into perspective that that's not really pressure at the end of the day.
0: You scored a touchdown on a fumble recovery last year against Ford. I, I, I'm sure you, you knew this question was coming, but those points yeah. were crucial to that win. It wasn't just some garbage time touchdown. I mean, you guys needed those points take us through how that play happened and how in the world you ended up with the ball uh, there at the bottom of that pile.
3: Yeah. So uh, I think it was second quarter, late second quarter. Uh, we punted away, kind of trying to pin them deep, honestly. Um, and, you know, Matt Hayball, our punter, put up a good punt. And I was running down the field and they didn't want to put anybody on me, which was uh, kind of different. Certain teams, depending on the week, you know, put somebody on me and try to block me and prevent me from getting downfield. And, they just left me unaccounted for, and I ran down there, and obviously, um, you know, they were turning muffed it into the end zone, and our gunner um, had a shot at it, and he tried to pick it up. It got smacked out of his hands, and it was, it was sitting just laying in between his legs by the time I got down there, and I saw that it was still a loose ball just laying there in between his legs, uh, you know, dove right in there, and it's pretty funny. I have, like, one hand on the ball and my other hand on the ball – and my gunner's leg is just in between me and my hands and the ball and you know it's pretty funny because i'm just sitting there <laughs> holding on for dear life and making sure i don't uh, lose that football and just held on to it and man I, the bottom of those piles can get uh, pretty intense pretty quickly so you kind of just got to hold on for dear life and then afterwards got up and uh you know, handed the rest of the ball, started celebrating with my teammates. And uh, then I said, well, I guess I gotta go, I gotta go snap the extra point now. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. Snaps, snaps are just totally underrated and overlooked by, by everybody in football. I mean, uh, specifically, you know, you, you were able to snap two game winning field goals last season, uh, Colorado state and Yukon. That's just something that people, or I should say 2021, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. and, uh, it's just something people don't think about enough, but th- in that situation, uh, I think at the time when that kick's about to go up, everybody kind of is all of a sudden looking at you. It's the first thing that happens before the kick and I know I don't know for me personally, I'm watching a big kick. The first thing I'm thinking is snap's got to go off. you can't have anything going wrong here if you've got a, you know if you've got a backup snapper and it's especially. A focus. What is that like for you when you're down there and you're making the first move? You know, the situation, the nerves. It, it, do you get a sense that everybody is in that moment looking directly at you?
3: Yeah. I mean, in the moment, you're not really thinking about it. I, I definitely kind of before ever snapping any game winners in a game, you know, you always think about that. Like you ask guys, like I asked guys before, you know, I was even put in those situations, how that feels. And, you know, you kind of just try to replicate replicate it in practice as many times as you can. Um, I'll give coach Lee a lot of credit. He does integrate that into practice, you know, Hey, you know, specialists get ready. It's about to be a game winning field goal or just situations that are rare. I mean, a game winning field goal doesn't happen every day. It feels like it does sometimes, but you know, they're rare occasions, but they're big ones when they do happen. And uh, you know, honestly just practicing it and knowing that and then, At the end of the day, I I know what, you know, my strengths and weaknesses are. And, you know, I know that I can go out there and, hey, you know, when, you know, it's a pressure situation, your body's going to tighten up, you know, typically, and you need to focus on a longer follow through. So both of those game winners, I was just down there and I was like, hey, you know, it feels like another field goal. Um, You know, you just know that if this one goes in, you win the game. And, uh, you know, just making sure I get down there, go through my same routine, and then follow through, and, uh, you know, the holder catches it with laces out, hopefully, and then uh, the kicker puts it up and in. And so, uh, to me, that was the way I think about it, and I visualize a lot, Um, you know, visualize game winners, you know, as funny as it may sound, I did visualize scoring a touchdown, um, you know, but... That was years of visualization, and then you know, finally it happened. And then the same with the game winners, you know, it, I did not expect those situations to happen like on that day, but uh, you know, I was ready for it when it happened. So,
0: so outside of those kind of uh, scenarios, like you said, with the game-winning field goal or, or, or falling on a touchdown in the end zone, long snappers are usually a pretty anonymous member of the team, like the, especially if everything's going well, you, you're a sort of anonymous member there. But when something goes wrong, all of a sudden it can kind of be the focus like it was in that Bengals-Steelers game early last season. I'm sure you saw when the when the Bengals' long snapper was hurt, uh, yeah. the Bengals' kicking game eroded, and they ended up suffering this devastating overtime loss. I guess when you see something like that, are you pointing to it and saying, hey, look, like here's here's how valuable long snappers really are. I'm glad everybody can see that. Or are you looking away just because you know, man, like – that's that's kind of a nightmare situation for any team to to not have a long snapper to not be able to function in the in the kicking game.
3: Yeah, uh, a little bit of both, honestly. I think depending on who's out there and snap uh, snapping the ball, you know, I I have seen guys that I know, you know, have you know rough reps, and you know it happens to everybody. I, you know, luckily I've been in situations where my punter and my holder saves me, but um, you know, yeah, you feel bad for the guys that are the long like the true long snappers. Because you know how much work goes into it, and I think the regular person just thinks I kind of just show up on Saturday and do my job and then go home sleep. But uh, you know, day in day out, it's we're football players too. We gotta go out there and play the game, and so you know that th- those are the sickening ones to watch. Um, but yeah, like you're talking about the Bengals one, it was a tight end who came in and was the backup, and in the NFL they only got one guy you know, active on the day. And so, you know, it, I think goes to show that long snapping is pretty hard and, you know, a pretty athletic tight end that's in the NFL, you know, can't do it as well as the guy that's been there 14 years, you know, so I think it goes to show how hard long snapping is.
2: Yeah. I want to go back to a couple of questions about your high school background wesley uh obviously an mlk graduate but with that co-op between mlk and pearl pearl is where you played your high school football uh tony brunetti is one of the most colorful fun to talk to people for me personally in the in the high school in the in the nashville area what was it like playing for tony and being part of that program
3: it was great man i mean i those are some of the best memories i have um you know winning all those games i think i my senior class was 46-9, and nine. Um, you know, winning a lot of games, went to state my senior year, um, you know, going deep in the playoffs every season. You know, that that in itself is fun, just winning all those games. But playing for Coach Bernetti is, I mean, it's an honor. He's, in my opinion, the best high school football coach ever. Um, you know, he gets his guys into college at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, if you're looking back, you know, 20 years down the road or even I'm, you know, four years out of uh, high school, you know, I look back on it and, you know, you see what's truly important. And, uh, you know, coach Bernetti getting his guys into college and having faith in those guys. And, you know, he makes everything sound simple uh, is the way I put it. You know, I went back to watch a spring practice uh, when I was on break and he was just talking to me. He's like, you know, it's all about competing. It's just about competing. And, you know, it, it at the end of the day, he makes everything that you know seems complex very simple, and uh, you know he's a great coach, a great guy. Gets his dudes in the college. I'll do anything for that man.
2: Yeah, gets his dudes into college is a that's a really good point. Uh, just how many guys at all levels he that that program ends up sending. But uh, I, and I guess I just want to make sure this is right. But Donovan Higgins told me that uh, of course he's a guy that's seen a good recruitment. Right now, Um, he said that you went back and you you taught him a little bit about the long snapping position. And he now, among his many jobs, is is the pro long snapper. What was that like teaching Donovan?
3: Uh, It was fun. I mean, he uh, he appreciates the position and uh, Mm -hmm. knows that takes hard work. And, you know, he's actually pretty easy to teach compared to, you know, I've worked with other high school guys, too. And, you know, he was just kind of naturally gifted in a sense of long snapping, just uh, the mechanics he had already were pretty straightforward and, uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't anything crazy I had to change, but yeah, went back and helped him out. And um, that was a great process. I love giving back to Pearl and uh, you know, that community any day, any day of the week, anytime, but uh, you know, he's doing great. Obviously I think he's better wide receiver uh, for sure. And a lot more athletic than I will ever be, but, uh, you know, he's continuing the tradition there. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy he's got that job locked
0: up and doing really well. So. Yeah. Not a bad skill to have in your back pocket in case something happens in a game and they need somebody, uh, you know, capable out there. Maybe they can college can pull him out there and stick him at long snap or an emergency, but, Uh, Wesley, you've been credited with one assisted tackle in your three seasons. Um, You don't have a solo one yet. I'm curious, is that your white whale? Are you hoping to get a tackle before it's all said and done? Or or are you happy to let other guys go down there and and make the play? Hey, um,
3: you know, kind of whatever comes to me. I will say, um, you know, I guess when penalties happen, they take away tackles. But against Old Miss last year, I did technically have a solo tackle on mingo but you know our punter got roughed on that play so we got an imac first down and the tackle got taken away but i definitely have the screenshot from ESPN on my phone um but yeah i mean that'd be great to have a solo tackle but you know i just care about winning football games and getting the snaps back
2: there so let's make sure that screenshot gets framed i think that would be a cool thing to have someday in your home oh yeah it's it's framed
3: it's sitting up there right besides uh my L C trophy. So I'll take Good. it. Good.
2: Good. Um well last thing, uh Wesley, then we'll get you out of here. Yeah, uh, you know, your electrical uh engineering major.
3: Electrical and computer engineering, yep. Computer
2: engineering. I wrote this down completely wrong on my question. Um at, at Vanderbilt. What what's the career goal uh in that field uh after football?
3: You know, a lot of different ways to go with it, which is kind of was my intention going into engineering in general is um, you know, engineers can get hired for virtually anything but uh you know the end goal i'm currently i'm an uh, electrical engineering intern at nashville electric service and so um you know i'm an electrical engineer is uh one route i'm looking i'm looking uh, data scientists too and then computer engineering uh, basically i want to mix my skills of coding with the hardware side of it and uh, wherever that leads me is uh you know where i'll end up but yeah i mean multiple different avenues right now and i'm still searching through them all but uh currently
0: really like my job over at nes yeah that sounds like a great long-term career path uh curious yeah. i guess on the way out wesley are you, are you gonna try to give the nfl a shot at all um next year or i guess whenever your eligibility is up
3: yeah yeah uh you know whenever the time comes uh i'll make a run at it and
0: uh you know
3: hopefully it turns out well but we'll see i'm Focus more on the
0: Vanderbilt Commodores right now and making it to the postseason. So, good deal, Wesley. We enjoyed talking to you. Good luck uh, in a couple of weeks when you get going with fall camp. And we're going to see in, uh, how it all sh- shakes out for you guys. All righty, thanks for having me. All right, that's been former Pearl Cone and current Vanderbilt long snapper, Wesley Schelling. Really enjoyed that conversation. Uh, also, Carson Rucker, earlier in the show, if you missed that, be sure to rewind check out his interview. He's expected to sign with the Tigers after being drafted on Monday. Tyler, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
2: No final thoughts. Those are two really good guests. Great to hear some of that insight.
0: Yeah, so let's we've had a good string here of athletes on the show, and uh, hopefully we're going to keep that up moving forward. So before we get out of here, I want to remind everybody this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Be sure to stay tuned to MainStreetPreps.com all week. Um, going to be more high school football coverage coming as those practices and scrimmages get going. Uh, of course, we've got all the updates on the MLB draft if you missed any of that from earlier this week. Uh, but otherwise, for Russell Winosi and Tyler Palmatier, uh, we'll see you next time on Main Street Preps this week. <laughs>